I know what we're all wondering as we're waiting for The Mandalorian Season 3 to arrive. When it's all said and done, who will rule Mandalore? <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thank you so much for joining us today. I was looking around down here and stuff like this is just radio, like audio. I'm like, oh yeah, we got YouTube. What's going on? <laughs> um, no, but we have a great show today. It's our Thursday show. Um, a lot of fun topics to get into, a lot of cool discussions, but our main one's going to be about uh, a little speculating on the future of Mandalore because that Darksaber is, uh, I don't want to necessarily call it a MacGuffin because people aren't looking for it, but it's certainly the hot item that everyone wants to get their hands on to be the one. So, but with me, as always, Lacey Gillerin, James Bainey. Lacey, what is going on? How are you? Are you ready to talk about this? The dark saber. Do you have a dark saber? I do in my closet. It's still in the box, though. I'm the only one without a dark saber. Hasbro gave it to me. Oh, that's nice. James, did you buy yours? I did. I went to. I, I <laughs> He's was like, like, I went to Target. <laughs> yeah, I went to Target, and I looked at it a couple times, and there was just one day where I was sitting there, and I was like, Why do I stare at this thing? It's like twenty bucks or something, or no, I guess it was like thirty bucks or something. But I was like, I'm just gonna buy it. And then, yeah, so yeah. I bought it. Have you guys ever right. seen The Labyrinth? Yes. With David Bowie? Mm-hmm. I don't think I have, actually. Oh, John, it's so good. You gotta watch it. I believe it's on Disney+. Plus. So you should watch it. It's so good. It's like one of my favorite childhood movies slash... Star it's with Tron Legacy, favorite. though. Like, I... What? <laughs> he said start with Tron. Oh, yeah. yeah see Tron Legacy, too. But like, Well, you see Godfather, it. and I'll see Labyrinth. Labyrinth is that? so good. I have it in 4K. Like, that's how much I like it. I have, like, the Steelbook wow. version. I don't know if I could handle that much David Bowie. And I have, life. like, a vinyl record of David Bowie's songs from the movie. It's like, I love Labyrinth. But anyway, there's a character where she goes to this, like, dump where there's, like, all this stuff. And the character has this big backpack of mm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so... I laugh when you brought up, do you have a Darksaber? Because I have all these things that I've collected, but I have all this stuff that's still in the box because my mind goes, I'll just save it for celebration and use it as a prize for our panel. (laughs) I have a stack of like all this stuff. I wish someday I got a pan so you guys can see it. My camera's not set up for it, but it's just like all this stuff that I'm like, I've got two Babu Fricks to give away. I've got a Baby Yoda to give away. I've got... The prizes at our panel were legit, those vinyl posters. Yes, oh, yeah. that James got made. Yeah, but I mean, guys, I don't want to like blow up our spot kind of, but like we have so much stuff to give away at Celebration next year. I'm like really excited. I might oh, have to bring God. a separate suitcase just for prizes. Yeah, you might have to yeah. drop ship it to the hotel or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or what if we just literally do a flyover with like those planes that have the banners? With the parachute. Say, this is from the Resistance broadcast, and we just dump all the gifts on top of celebration. Stick them into a t-shirt gun, just shoot them off. Yeah, they just start dropping into Galaxy's Edge. They have little notes on it from Resistance broadcast. We're maybe onto something. I like that. We're gonna get sued and arrested so quick. Well, yeah, the FBI will probably arrest us for dropping like yeah. no fly zone over Disneyland. People just get hit in the head with like dark sabers. They're like, oh, <laughs> you have been hurt by the resistance. Long story short, by. I'm a hoarder. Hello. This yeah. is my truth. <laughs> Hasbro, stop sending Lacey stuff, I guess. She's had enough. Uh, I'll still take it. Thanks, Hasbro. <laughs> Talk to you later. Um, all right. We have a really good show and I'm excited to get into stuff. We're bringing something back. We can get into that later. But now... 
Uh, gonna hand uh, the keys over to Mr. Bainey to do his thing. James, what are we doing this week to kick off this episode of TRB? I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. One might think we're doing Will of the Force because Cheer just popped in there, but before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about our Patreon. If you love TRB and support what we do here, please consider supporting us on Patreon. We just launched awesome new updates uh, to the page, some benefits. That's awesome. Uh, It's a great time to sign up. Just take a minute. Go over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Check out the tiers. Pick out what works best for you and support the show please um we really appreciate all of the support it not only keeps the show going but allows us to expand what we do and the plan for the future so from the three of us thank you john's uh on top of a ship right now like on the crow's nest or something I was looking looking to the future, <laughs> the future. all right guys like Jack Dawson. if you do happen to choose the five dollar tier or anything above that you can start submitting questions to this very segment on the show will of the force let's get started uh with a couple of uh, well actually it's all patreon this week let's do it uh this one's coming from resistance officer general christian morales christian wanted to know will omega get a helmet or armor by the end of the bad batch series lacy what do you think um my heart says yes because I think it would be really cool and that would be a really awesome action figure. But my brain is saying no because she doesn't have it currently. And it's just like her identity isn't necessarily the armor like these other guys. But now I'm leaning towards she will. You know what? I think she will because I want to see it. So yes. Mm, okay. All right. Thought John, that through what as think? I answered. <laughs> what? It's, what? It's interesting. I said I thought that through as I answered it. That's oh, sometimes okay. the best yeah, way, yeah. though, like coming up, like realizing, yeah, your thoughts. You're as you welcome, go. internet. But I, uh, this is an interesting thing because again, we're in that situation where we have a character that's predating a lot of existing content that they are not in, and I think one way you can solve that is by putting a helmet on that person and saying that person there, that's that person, and there we're going to expand on that later. I would not be shocked if they put omega and made her like a mandalorian or something like that kind of like boba fett and you know we had a lot of fun and i speculated pretty heavily on our episode with ashi um uh a couple weeks back now or a while ago anyway where i was kind of saying you know what if omega's the bad guy and or the rival to uh, boba fett in the book of boba fett that'd be like this cool that that star wars family rivalry dynamic and that's you know a wild speculation probably not happening but it gives me the idea like how could they move forward with omega who's obviously very young during this era before the time of the original trilogy where did she go there's ideas that you know maybe she is force sensitive based on some of the things she has said and done and felt uh she doesn't just vanish and i make the joke about characters oh they just re- went off to go run to delhi somewhere but you know this is a character they're building up for a reason they're not just going to build her up and then just say that was it that was fun that's that's omega and that's it so where does she go and the question is maybe he solved that by giving her armor and saying like in this other stuff we've seen she popped up there like we've seen them do that we've seen them retcon characters and say that's that person now and that was that person so i'm gonna say I'm going to say they will. 
I too think that they will. And um, this question actually started getting started me thinking about you know how this would happen because um, I think Lacey's right on the toy thing. I, that's another reason is I think you could sell the toy of her without the outfit, and then you could sell it with the outfit. Um, mm. But I think, and this is a little wild speculation here. I think that I like they could kill Hunter and she takes Hunter's helmet and like Ooh. repaints it or remakes it. And it's like her connection to him and how she keeps his legacy alive. That's kind of cool. Um, now that being said, I could go buck wild with it and maybe say she takes more pieces of, of all of their armor and creates her own suit later or something like that. But I don't, I don't really know. That's hard to say. Cause they're all like different sizes and stuff, you know? So it's, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. tricky, but um, but I think theoretically, if she's like, if she's able to craft it together, she could probably come up with something that would work and rebuild it for her. And that, that would be pretty neat. But I think more so than anything, the helmet would probably be the main, like, you know, when you see it and somebody's like Hunter and she takes it off and it's Omega, you're like, whoa, you know, like there's all this story that follows behind it. Like, why does she have the helmet? Well, she was with him when, you know, stuff happened and all this. So I, I definitely think um, this is a strong possibility and I almost kind of want to see it happen now, now that I'm kind of writing it in my head a little bit. Um, let's move on to the next one here. Uh, this is another Patreon submission uh, from Resistance Officer Commander Andrew DeLure. Uh Andrew uh recently joined us and wanted to ask this What's question up? yeah uh do you think we'll see Churit uh Mway again uh yes because we see him every week on will the force <laughs> <laughs> now uh john this is going back to you um do you think we're gonna see Churit Mway anytime soon i hope so so i'm gonna say yes because i want to keep things positive um, Andor is going to be a long series, a lot of hours and a, multiple seasons. There's no reason why he can't show up there. And, uh, you know, it's clear that Cassian knows of them because he tells Jin who they are, uh, the Guardians of the Wills. So he could very well have crossed paths with them before. That wouldn't be outlandish. And I think Donnie Yen really enjoyed playing the character. And, you know, I'm, I've said this before with, I love Chirrut. Love him. My, one of my favorite parts of Rogue One, I would be completely at peace if we don't see him again. But if we see him again, I'd be very happy. So I'm going to say they will, and I think he would do it, so I'd love to see it. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, Lacey, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with John. I think he's... Well, first of all, hello, Andrew. Welcome to the Resistance. Um, great question. I do also love Chira. I think he was great in Rogue One, one of my favorite parts. And I think that, like John said, they mentioned that they know who they are. So that's an easy way to have him be a part of Andor, even if it's only one episode, that you get to see him again and be like, oh my gosh, it's Chira, mm-hmm. uh, without going into like a deep backstory or anything. It could just be a part of the story or he helps the, his group of people help him along the way so that he knows exactly who they are. And I think by adding that line, they've helped the case of bringing him back. So I'm going to say yes, because I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, it's kind of one of those things too. like, do you think we will see him again? There's no stipulation there in a comic, in a book, in live action. Um, so I definitely think we'll, we'll see chair at some point. They will revisit that character that it will show up. The question being live action though, I think that gets, that gets tricky. I think John, you're probably the closest there in how they could have that character show up, um, for a quick segment. 
Um, they don't imply mm-hmm. that they know each other. Um, but I don't know. He definitely is well aware of the Guardians of the Wills. So I think that's yeah. that's a possibility. And maybe maybe he doesn't show up, but, you know, people of his kind do and stuff like that. So I, I think that's likely. I'm going to actually say, based on live action, No. I, I think it's possible, but I, I think it's it's more likely that they will just not bring him back, and that was that was our live action cheered. Um, kind of a bummer, but you know, because I love the character. But all right, moving on to the next one here. Um, another resistance officer. This is actually a spice runner. Uh, Kendall Gellner wanted to know: Will we see a new Star Wars serial? or other food item anytime before the next action, uh, the next live action movie comes out. So I'm assuming they're not going to make food labeled the bad batch. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Kendall. Um, I'm going to start with Lacey on this one. Uh, do you think we're going to get any more food items before the release of the next movie? hundred percent. They can do really easy things like gummies and cereal bars and put them on yogurt. I think for uh, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, they put Rey and Kylo on bags of salad. Like, Disney loves money (laughs) and loves, uh, you know, synergy between brands and stuff. Um, So I think once Book of Boba Fett comes out, you'll probably see some stuff. You'll definitely see things for Obi-Wan Kenobi because everybody knows who that is. I think the obvious thing with the Mandalorian was the second season they had all these things come out they still have them there's fruit gummies in the store and stuff you can still get you can still get the cereal um, because everybody knew who Grogu was so I think once they have characters that everybody knows you're gonna see them everywhere and it's an easy thing to do to throw them on a cereal box or any type of snack interesting I mean they sold out of those crazy expensive blue macaroon cookies that were like $50 at Williams-Sonoma so yes yeah. yeah john uh do you think we're gonna see anything like this yeah i think without question now it just comes to, to the matter of what i i love the cereal element i i prefer even though it's like you know when we did the taste test we're like it's like kicks i with, loved it with the, i still have a box with the marshmallows from like lucky charms or whatever mm-hmm. it still had its own identity now I like that as opposed to, like Lacey said, slapping just Star Wars on a bag of lettuce. That was ridiculous. I, like, <laughs> I don't know if you yeah, remember that. Or, or like anything. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Like, yeah, like something like that. If it has its own identity, I like that because it's a, it's a collectible in a sense. And also, like, you can eat it and be like, oh, I remember remember that cereal. Like, I remember when I was a kid, there was a Batman cereal for the 1989 movie. And I ate it. And I'll, to this day, I remember what it tastes like. And I haven't eaten it since then. And I want that because that's another just part of being a Star Wars fan. Like, oh, man, you remember that Mandalorian cereal? Like, so I hope they do something like that, Kendall. Uh, and just because of that, I think they will. And also just it's an easy marketing thing, like Lacey said. So I think they will. And I hope it is uh, a cereal or something that we can remember and not just be like, oh, that was Dole lettuce. And they just put Star Wars on it. Give me something that I can experience and remember. And it's trapped in that period of time. I love that aspect of it, so I hope it's that. See, the one thing that I don't like about the cereal is that they don't have names. Like, it's not like uh, Kylo's Crunch-tastic or something like that. Like, Mm, they always just put Star Wars on the cover. And, and like, side note, it's like, you know, it has to, like, I guess legally maybe say, like, what it is, like corn puffs with marshmallows flavoring or whatever kind of thing. But I'm like, this doesn't have any personality to it. Like the Loki cereal. Is that it was just Lucky right Charms. Now? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, 
the the baby yoda one was just it was just baby yoda on the cover like not even like happy i think it was just like this and it just had the mandalorian on it and i was like (laughs) what is this like this is absolutely zero effort towards making this it just when somebody comes in they're like oh i have to buy cereal for this week my kids are gonna love it if i buy the like baby yoda mandalorian cereal so i will pick this up instead of um you know the other stuff or whatever you know i i just like the collector's item thing could be a lot cooler if you did like um if you had it its own name and kind of like created some i mean how hard is it to, to come up with a logo and a, and a clever little name you know for something like for a cereal i, I agree with that yeah. yeah but um but i definitely think you guys are right on the points like will they do it again yeah of course they're gonna do it again it's just a, a simple simple thing there bad, bad batch would be funny though <laughs> it just says bad batch and everybody's like what is this, this cereal it just says it's a bad batch i don't <laughs> i don't understand <laughs> All right, um, last one. For the Bad Batch cereal, they should make all the expiration dates, like, past. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they're not, just, like, just do it so people are like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And they keep looking for, like, the box behind, like, oh, maybe there's a new one back here. No. Nope. Yeah, they're all, uh, they're all that. Um, all right, we got one more question here coming from General Has Aslam. Hassan Aslam. Uh, and has wanted to know, will we ever see a show that charts the development of a young Leia and perhaps the beginnings of her involvement with the resistance and possibly her relationship with Emmeline Holdo? I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I'm going to start with John on this one. Uh, no, we won't. Um, I think, you know, they had the book, um, the Princess Leia book where they kind of uh, told that story a little bit. And I don't know that there's anything exciting about Leia's life coming up um, as uh, a royal. Um, I mean, they can definitely start with Roots of Rebellion and stuff like that, but um, they'd have to manufacture it. I don't think she got really vested in until she was closer to the Leia we saw in uh, A New Hope. So I don't know what that would consist of like i can't imagine seeing a series like a young leia series like i don't know what that would be um and i know people are always like oh millie bobby brown should play young leia i think that time has passed she's already like 18 she's like at the same age like carrie fisher was when she played her um i i just don't that for some reason i don't know what it is maybe i'm wrong maybe you guys have a better reason why or you think they should but i just don't think that that that's this will happen the development of a young leia and beginnings of her involvement yeah i don't know and Holdo, that sounds like that book to me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say no. Lacey, thoughts? I'm going to say no, it, we won't. But uh, not because I don't want to see it. I just don't think they're going to touch stuff with Leia, especially anytime soon. I think we're all kind of still reeling from what happened in real life with Carrie Fisher. And I think that they sent her off perfectly in... Uh, the Rise of Skywalker, and I think that's one thing everybody agreed on with The Rise of Skywalker. So I just don't think they're going to touch the character for a while. So in the time frame that I'm currently thinking of, no. Um, yeah, I think you guys are right, and I hate to say that, um, Hass, but the thing is, is like I think the story that you're describing is that book, and usually they don't double dip. Um, often, what what is funny, though, when they do double dip, they will write a book and then they turn the book into the um into the the manga version which mm-hmm. I, I hate pointing on like a camera 
<laughs> but yeah, I have it over there. Leia, Princess of Alderaan, the manga version. And they, they did re-adapt it for a different medium. Um, but in this particular story and during this time, I don't think like a whole lot was going on. Um, they just kind of have like this one adventure or whatever. If in fact this does become a thing, I could see... I could see them do it as um, as a, as another novel that is a little bit more of an exploratory, like in her mind, because we have the E.K. Johnson books that are like the Queen's Shadow, Queen's Peril, and stuff like that. And as that rounds out its trilogy, I imagine they're going to be like, well, you know, let's continue with this. Let's move from Padme, put you in Leia. Can you do, you know, three books on Leia, the princess, princess is something, princess Mm. is something, maybe, I don't know. Um, But if those books are actually successful, which they've done three of them, I would imagine that she's probably looking to move on to a different character and Leia, the daughter of that character and being such a well-known character seems the place. So if you're looking for this story, it might happen, you know, they might actually do these, uh, but I don't think they're going to do a TV series. Um, based on this time frame. Um, so that's it. That's uh, that's all of us. That's it for Will of the Force this week. John, we got a pretty crazy discussion. Um, oh. What are we talking about this week? All right. Our discussion this week, who will rule Mandalore in the end? Obi-Wan once thought as you do. So Din Djarin, current ruler of Mandalore for now, uh, technically, whether he wants to or not, Din Djarin is the ruler of Mandalore as the owner of the Dark Saber. But things are likely about to get dicey as Bo-Katan looks almost obsessed with claiming what she believes is rightfully hers. There are others in the mix as well, of course. Moff Gideon obviously had it. Uh, what happened to the Children of the Watch? Are they interested? We didn't see them at all in Season 2. They could, that could play in. Is the Mandalorian building to a Game of Thrones-esque battle for the ruler of Mandalore? So are there going to be all these different angles of people trying to go for that one thing and make it this giant battle over the legacy of that planet, that species, that way of life? Uh, so I just thought it'd be an interesting discussion to, to toss around because, you know, while there's other shows being made, uh, Mandalorian set the bar and it is going to be coming back uh to james's chagrin um kidding but i think i think this is an interesting thing because (laughs) i i think this is (laughs) going i think this is going to be a big factor especially if whether or not grogu comes back for season three or when he comes back i think this is going to be a bigger aspect of the plot moving forward because they introduced bo-katan for a reason she looked really just obsessed with taking down Moff Gideon to get that and restore the rightful uh, Mandalorian uh, heading Mandalore. Uh, and Din has it, your main character. So I think it's going to create a lot of tension between all these characters who were working together in season two. So I think it could be a very provocative angle and a fresh angle heading into season three. So that'd be a fun discussion to have. So I'm going to kick it off with that. I think we're going to see Bo-Katan almost turning heel a little bit and uh, like Mad Queen sort of thing and get so obsessed with this uh, Darksaber that she kind of loses her way of of being a quote-unquote, you know, hero or good person. So that's what I hope to see. I think that'd be an interesting turn for that character and uh, add another villain to the mix in addition to Moff Gideon, shake things up a bit. 
Uh, so what do you guys think? What do you guys think about that? And and do you want to see, do you want the ruler of Mandalore or, and this dark saber to be a focal point going forward, or would you rather kind of be a, a side thing here? I'm gonna let James go. Kill me go. I was waiting to hear what you had to say. <laughs> um, I think, I think that Din Jarn is going to be the the title character. I think he's the one that is going to end up in the place that he should. Um, but the interesting thing is that he currently is in that place. So how do you make it interesting? And I think we're, my speculation is that he's going to lose it and realize what he had and how important it is to win it back. Um, kind of like um, like Thor or something like that. Like he lost his hammer and he has to become worthy of it again or oh. something like that. I think that you could see him put in the position in season three and he's like, I, you know, I, I'm not asking for this or whatever. And then he sees and somebody else comes along, beats him in battle and he's like, well, good riddance or whatever. But then it's like, I don't know, like scar or something like that. Like all of a sudden, as soon as he sees like what's going on and how bad it is, he's like, I can't let that stand. So he has to go and win it back. Um, and that could be your season four. I, I don't know. Um, it, it It is quite interesting, but I, I would love to see the Game of Thrones thing, but I think the time has passed for that. Um, oh, because right. I think that I think that had they wanted to do the the Game of Thrones thing, you would have had to start with him coming in and having no interest in it, and then moving, you know, whatever. And there's all these different factions, and somebody currently has it. The fact that we've kind of gone through this, Moff Gideon had it, and stuff like I don't know. I just I don't see that being the case. I. I I think they're going to try to play a different story with this one. I don't know. All right, where, where are you at, Lacey? Lacey what, yeah, what do you think? So I don't think the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, is going to rule Mandalore in the end. I think it's going to be either Bo-Katan, or I would love to see Grogu be the ruler of Mandalore. Like, what a <laughs> total twist. If ultimately the child you meet in the beginning goes on this trip becomes a Mandalorian and then becomes the ruler of Mandalore. Um, mm. I do think in the end, what's going to happen is I think the Mandalorian is going to die. And the only way to get the sword is to like to defeat someone in combat. So it's going to be, oh, a don't say it. it's going to be a scenario where he's already dying and he's going to say it to either Bo-Katan or to Grogu, like a, just stab me, finish the job. And then you get it anyway. Ooh, like I could see him man, doing that, that. if he's already dying though like if he's already there's nothing that can happen Grogu just jumps on top of it like not even then like there's that very dramatic push and pull of like no I can't do it and he's like you gotta you have to do this oh, just man you know that would be kind of like epically dramatic and sad but like if it was me and I was Din I would want it to be someone that I cared about rather than some random person that then oh took it god, from me. Please, please don't ever let that happen. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry now thinking about it. Please, because <laughs> oh what you were saying is very interesting. Like, say Bo-Katan goes on this like total heel turn and turns into this villain. She becomes so obsessive. Well, that'd be cool, right? Like, but know. I'm saying ultimately, what if this moment is the moment that then 
brings her back from that craziness of like people are getting hurt people are dying Mm. and then he ultimately because she said she wouldn't take it from him so what if it becomes a point that he's like you have to take it or else it's gonna go to whoever yeah i mean they planted those seeds that's a good point like we we we're also focused about grogu leaving Mm -hmm. And then Luke Skywalker coming back and you, you almost forget the fact that he, he was tried like, to give it to her. Yeah. Thing. He was like, yeah. take it. And she's like, I can't take it that way. It's not how it works. And then Gideon was like, um, <laughs> and let's not, let's not forget, you know, just for the argument's sake of, um, patterns in storytelling and John Favreau is an excellent storyteller. Mm-hmm. You know, we end season one with the debut of the dark saber in the show. And it's the big reveal. He cuts you know, Moff Gideon cuts it, and then we end season two with this big thing where there's this moment where he wants to give it to her. So they're they're dangling it at the end of each of these seasons, and they, that's not by accident. So the the question is, when do they then put their foot on the gas and say like, now we're really going to pursue this, right? Because this person had it, now he has it, right? She want she's wanted it the whole time. So I'm not like James. You're right. Maybe it is too late to to do the full origins of everyone wanting it. But I think the seeds are already planted for showing all the people involved in, in the quest for this thing. So, and it, ironically, you have the guy who doesn't want it, who has it. Now it would be interesting. You're right, James, where there is that story thing kind of like, you know, Ray, like, you know, I don't want anything to do with that. I'm never touching that thing again yeah. with the lightsaber. I, he doesn't want it, but maybe it's it's the destiny thing, and it's like he's supposed to be the one. I like that. I like that. Well, so maybe that that's a thing. Okay, so so another another angle on that is is not so much like he doesn't want it kind of thing, but it more along the lines of like somebody comes in and just like wipes the floor with him and takes it from him, and he ha- he has like a kind of a mental thing where he's like Rocky all of a sudden, like he can't win anymore because he you know i don't know like that that person took it like i I was defeated in battle and i'm no good and i'm not meant to be the ruler or something like that and he's got to like figure it himself out and recognize what's going on um with himself you have like john snow in game of thrones like his famous lines were like i don't want it i don't want the throne because i know what comes with it but i think deep down the character did like the responsibility because he wanted to live up to the legacy of his adopted father and and the starks and all that sort of thing so it was one of those things where you outwardly don't want to show that you want something because you don't want people to perceive you a certain way but really deep down you want you like the idea of being the one and maybe that's something that we see lit in Din Djarin a little bit there like how much does he like his the culture you know he was saved by them is that enough to make him want to preserve it and be feel like he's the one who has to keep it going uh, you know, he wore that, his helmet for how many years right I know but he, he kind of did it uh, almost as a loner because he wasn't involved with the with them he kind of was doing his own thing in a sense he was with the you know the children of the watch in a way because they were all, all kind of like they were had a limited pack and they kind of had each other's backs, but he kind of did feel like it's that loner Western thing. Um, were those so, people I don't know. the it, children of the watch? That's what I thought. No, I don't. I don't think Paz so. Vizla and, no, because Paz Vizla is like obviously an ancestor of 
like previously. previously yeah i don't i don't so he's not adopted or anything like that they didn't call themselves the children of the watch the I crew don't, that saved him no i thought it was just like the the mandalorian like outpost or whatever and he was just like with him he's but talking I about the he, people that saved him no the, he's that was death watch that was death watch it? yeah Children of the Watch. All right, let me let me make sure I'm not wrong. The Children of the Watch are the people who um, are are like the group that took care of him. Children of the Watch were the group of Mandalorians who followed the way of Mandalore. Uh, they were a cult of religious zealots seeking to reestablish the way. That's that's them. Yeah, I don't think that's them in that in the in that bunker, whatever, with the armor and all that. I don't think those are the Children of the Watch. Oh, what's, am I wrong? I mean, I'm on the yeah. I think you might be wrong. I thought they were. I'm with John. I thought that was the children hmm. of the watch, but I might be confused. Maybe. I just yeah, thought that was like I mean, his, like a pack or a clan or something that he he just was with. The COVID, the COVID, Coven, Coven, yeah. So it says their location is Navarro. Oh, yeah. that's where that was. All right. Uh, their holy texts are the way of the Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Their subgroup were the clan Mudhorn and the tribe. But I thought the children Bo-Katan. of the watch were were adoption. Or am I just Children no? of the Watch is that group. It's some Mandalorians, then some people that were foundlings, yeah. but it's the people okay. that are trying to bring back this kind of very zealot like following of the Mandalorians. And then All even right. Spokaton yeah. who takes her helmet off and stuff and she's like Oh. All right, and just to clarify, because I know you know people are like writing their comments, and as we're figuring this yeah, out, they're deleting their comments. Yeah, I just got unfollowed the tri- by, by six thousand people. <laughs> the tribe, <laughs> the tribe were a part of the Children of the Watch, which are you know the tribe is led by the Armorer and Paz Vizsla, and so so it is it's it's a it's a tiered thing, and it is a little confusing, but yes, that, that is the Children of the Watch that are saying you know this is the way, and it's kind of like this weird. And Bo-Katan called them like like basically religious nuts in a sense um so so yeah he he is you know affiliated with them in the sense out of you know for the sake of protection because it they give us the vibe that there aren't as many mandalorians around that like there used to be but then let's not forget there's always been rumors of live action sabine coming in and is she gonna be, want to get involved and like pursue the dark saber right is it gonna bleed into the ahsoka series you know there's a lot of ways they can go with it but you have to think because in The Mandalorian, they focused on it twice now to end each season that we're going to get a decisive answer in that series. So if people just want to watch The Mandalorian, they're not reliant on having to watch other shows to figure out how that plays out. So I think no matter who it is, whether it's The Mandalorian or like Lay said, whether it's The Mandalorian, he dies and someone takes it over uh, or like James said, it is him or whether it's Bo-Katan and she doesn't turn heel or she doesn't, she comes back. I think by the end of The Mandalorian, whether it's season four, season five, whatever it is, we're going to get our decisive decision on that, at least until they explore it in the future if they if they want to. Because, James, as I understand it, the planet itself is destroyed, right? It's, it's like, blown in half or something like that at um, this point in time? Yes. Yeah. It has, like, a big chunk uh, taken out of it. I'm trying to look up uh, the planet here. What if the big crossover event is the battle for Mandalore? Oh, that'd be very Con- interesting. Concord Dawn. I actually didn't find it, but it popped into my head. Concord Dawn is the name of the planet, and it's like um, it's been mm. destroyed 
but people still live there somehow. I don't really know the science of that. <laughs> Star Wars, baby. Yeah. It looks really cool. Mm, yeah. Yeah, what, yeah, I mean, Lacey, that, that's, that, that's interesting. What if that all idea. this is building up to that with Boba Fett and Bo-Katan and Ahsoka with Omega. Sabine? Yeah, you could even throw, you could throw Boba Fett into it because he considers himself a Mandalorian. Right, so what if all of this is building up to who will rule Mandalore? I mean, look, we've talked about this probably a number of times, but the fact that the show is called The Mandalorian is like you think of him as like, oh, he's a Mandalorian, but then you're you're starting to think now that he's got the Darksaber, you're the, like, oh, yeah. maybe he's the Mandalorian, right? Maybe that's yeah. why they, it's like, it'll start with this meaning and it'll end with this meaning. But also it's like, it also crosses over into the, the people. Like you could call the people the Mandalorian. You might add an S on the Mandalorians. I don't know, man. Yeah, but I think when you just refer to them, they, they are the Mandalorian. Um, I have this weird feeling because the first episode of the series is called the Mandalorian. So that I don't know if that's a tell, but I know they like bookends and they like t- night, nice, neat packages. I have like this weird feeling that the final episode of the series is going to be called like Din Djarin or something. Because he he's almost like not human in the first one. He's just this bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. No identity. And then he meets yeah. His, yeah, then he meets his kid and he just rips a hole through his heart. And then by the end of the series, he's going to be him, a human. He's going to be who he is. And maybe they'll call it Din Djarin And maybe that'll be like their way of like saying like either he's going to die or he's going to retire. So like part of me, James, like doesn't think he's going to end up as the, the one. ruler yeah ha, but, i feel like it's going to be a martin maybe not a martyr situation because that's a little too on the nose with the western thing but i i've been saying i think he's going to die too so because he's been using the mandalorian kind of cree as a way to not connect with people to protect himself yeah uh, avoid being connected to anybody outside of what he needs to do and it's made him very successful at his job but now yeah. that he's letting his guard down, doing all these things, like he's already removed his helmet a bunch of times. He's doing all these other things. Like, yeah, yeah. I. It's just I. I thought that said on one thing, so I don't know. Yeah. It's just. It's just. You say it, it's not him. Then I go. Okay. It feels a little bit. Not that this wouldn't be great too, but it feels a little bit like what was the point. You know what I mean? Like, there's the reason we're watching we're watching this character's story. He started off as nothing, and he he goes to greatness. But if he he ends up like giving it up or or not making it, or I don't know, something about that just seems kind of strange. But that being said, too, if not him, then who is it? And I know you've mentioned some other ones like Bo-Katan and stuff. But every time I hear those names, I just think that that. I, like Bo-Katan had her shot and I, I don't I agree I, I feel like she was was given the sword she was given the opportunity and that was kind of a weird thing too because she did take it but that was kind of the end of you know or where her story ended up in Rebels and when we come back to it she lost it so I feel like her getting it back is is an odd thing I'm like oh n- now she's gonna do better the second time mm-hmm. i just don't trust it especially mm-hmm. since we haven't gotten the story where we solved how she lost it right. so i don't see her as the person that it ends up with i also don't see grogu i mean just because that's uh, it's a little weird that'd be know. tough yeah it'd, it'd be, be tough. tough something and then you you're you're you're, you're taking your most marketable character and you're pigeonholing him into that yeah where 
um i it might just be a thing like i'm not saying like broom boy or anything like that but it might be a thing where maybe din Djarin dies and you know the legend of him grows and like we see like some kid gets the dark saber and like there's no. this new generation of i mean and it's just le- we don't know who he is be or who she is no no because ezra is going to be old, uh older by then and he's gonna be hanging out with ray and grogu we know that yeah i mean more likely it would probably be sabine but she's already had the opportunity too and she gave it up but just some unidentified kid i think like like when you look at like who it could be i think my number one pick based on that is dinjarin but then but then after that i look at everybody else and i go i'm almost better with that option where you're like it's a character we haven't met yet that's gonna come Mm -hmm. in and for whatever reason like He's going to be this, I don't know, character that we're going to side with him being the obvious per, uh, predecessor or whatever. He's going to he's going to take it over and we're going to feel good about successor. it. Remember, successor, yeah. You're, you're going to have to feel good about it or else the show doesn't end well. Well, yeah. And, and whatever Din Djarin does, say he does die, it has to be for 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 um, without uh no reason you know what i'm saying like so and and think about timelines why you know we keep talking about post episode nine stuff and you know when you think about oh ezra can be there grogu can be there ray can be there what if the ruler of mandalore at the end of the mandalorian is a kid and then 30 years later it's a 40 year old adult and they're in the mix with them too and it's almost this kind of Avengers thing in a way where you have Rave the Jedi, you have the ruler of Mandalore, you have Grogu, you have Ezra, and you have all those things. And you could tie that in a little bit and like it feels more layered because you're like, we saw that kid as a 10-year-old become the ruler of Mandalore. And now here they are, this full-fleshed person coming in with that Darksaber after episode nine. Mm-hmm. Like That could be an interesting thing. And it doesn't need to end where it's like, who is, what's their name? Where are they from? Who are they related to? It's just, we see a kid in a Mandalorian helmet holding the Darksaber. End of the Mandalorian. It's weird though, because like I said, you got to feel, you got to be, you got to feel good that the kid is the one that ended up with it. And if that's going to be the case, you're probably going to have to introduce us to that kid early. And as soon as you introduce that kid, immediately you're going to (laughs) get, so this is the new baby Yoda. This is the new cub. And then on top of that, you're also going to get... Um, it's exposed. It's exposed where the story's going. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as you bring in a young foundling character and it's like this young actor that's had a lot, of, you know, and you, you know they're going to be part of the show for a long run, you immediately know this is probably where they're going to go with the direction of some, some way or another that kid is going to be the one who kills or takes that thing and he his his bigger story is that he's going to be this leader or whatever. And I, if you do that in season three or even the beginning of season four, I feel like it just, we, we know where the story's going. So I, I don't know. Right. Um, I, st- I still I land know. on Din Djarin. I get the death thing. Hey, I've been with look, you for, you, you might be, I'm with yeah, you for a long time. Like I like the sure. idea of, of him dying for the Western aspect of it. But when presented in this light of who's going to rule land Mandalore, who's going to have that dark saber and how are we going to feel about it at the end? I look, go, as long as all the other options are rough. As long as Lacey's idea doesn't happen because I, I'm not gonna be able to watch Star Wars. <laughs> so he's like, oh, Grogu he's put like, in the fire. Oh my God. I'm getting, I get teary. I'm thinking about really? it. Really? ridiculous but you have to remember it's not like i'm saying he murders him no i know 
I know. Okay. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. But so, so Lacey, what, like, would it be enough just from a, uh, a symbolism standpoint? You see like this, this room of kids and they're all little Mandalorians and it's like more of uh, the metaphor than anything. It doesn't have to be like, that's, you know, that, that character's name where we just see that there's a new generation and that uh, that race is going to live on sort of deal. Is that is that enough? You know what I mean? Or does it have to be specific? I think it has to be specific. I don't think it, ha- it can be someone that we don't know. But it gets mm-hmm. dicey or weird, like James said, when you have this character introduced, you're like, okay, well, what's the point of this character right now? But it's just like, I don't know. I, I think my first reaction would be, it would be Din Djarin until he dies, which I strongly think he's going to die by the end of this series, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, but I, it's got to be someone we know. I, I just don't see it being some random person. Okay. Oh, you mean someone we already know? No, I'm well, someone we get introduced to. Oh, okay. So, just yeah. someone we have time with as viewers. I think. It's like Mithral. <laughs> Oh, jeez. What if it's one of, like, I don't know, like the other characters that we saw with Bo-Katan, like it's one of those people, and they Cosca Reeves. Cosca Reeves. Yeah, or something like that. I don't know. It's, it's Cosca Reeves and that other guy. Yeah. <laughs> that was not there later. Yeah. I don't even right. know her name. Like, to me, I, I always saw her as the wrestler, because I think there were too many not- eyes on it. It, or something she wasn't just her. a character to me one i don't think she's that good of an actor uh for them to put that on her and then what does that mean like you don't you don't she and she's young so you don't end that story there they would have to carry her on to other things and i don't know they want to roll that dice because they don't know what kind of talent she is as a as an actor and that's no offense it's just how i see it i don't think she's that great of an actor uh she may she can get better and that's fine um but I, I don't know that they'll go that way because it's it's a that's a gamble in my opinion. I, I don't think it's Bo-Katan. I think Bo-Katan's gonna die because she's gonna become too obsessed or something with this thing. Hear me out. Um, yeah. We're at the end hey. of the series. Okay. We've been going through these adventures. All of a sudden, love it. An X-wing comes in. Oh boy. He shoots Dindajar and kills him. And then Trapper Wolf is the ruler of Mandalore. <laughs> what an ego stroke by Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni's like, John... ultimate long game <laughs> that he's been playing for however 20 years is he, I now rule Mandalore. Okay. Or it's Paul, uh, yeah, Paul uh, Sun Yun Lee. I love Paul, but it, Trapper's oh, yeah, funnier go. because he's the one that's kind of orchestrated this whole thing. And oh, now man. I rule him. <laughs> No, it, go, it goes like, deeper yeah. than that because it's Filoni. Yeah. <laughs> because he's like, yeah. he's like clearly writing his own story. He's like, it all makes sense. It should be Trapper. And everybody's like, like, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> Favreau's like, who did these rewrites? Yeah, exactly. The storyboard has like the red string that then connects to his own headshot of him. And, and like, then he's a, like a cowboy. And then he's in the Ahsoka series and he finally got his dream where he's like with Ahsoka in, in, in Star Wars. <laughs> Favreau's just like, what? Yeah. Um, I got another possibility. Oh, God, that's funny. And I, and I want you guys to give me your thoughts on it before we move on. What if it's nobody? What if he what if at the end of the series he takes the dark saber and he says there's too much 
power and control over this thing and he destroys it or he Lord like rings. He, Kylo Ren chucks it Kylo Ren's it or something and it's just gone and that's it it's like there it's like almost like the dark saber has been this character from the beginning and is told over generations but we're watching its death like he like ends Lord of the Rings the, he I ends that, that power oh cycle. I didn't hear you I'm sorry Oh, if we start seeing him walking up to a volcano, <laughs> like, it he's is like, Mordor. He's like, actually, it's just he's like, "Hey guys, uh, we have five minutes left in the series. For some reason, I got to go to Mustafar. I'll be back." <laughs> just eats it in there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Any thought? Any thoughts on? It? You think that's a a possibility? I actually, th- I think that's really good. I think that'd be really because then you could end it there. And you don't have to worry about like time. Repercussions, the, like, yeah. Yeah, bringing it back in and that sort of thing. I think that's actually good, really good. I think my I think. Trapper Wolf theory is the theory. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's the most realistic one we've heard so far. <laughs> what, if it, what if it's surprisingly <laughs> fragile and he just... Like he breaks it, and then he breaks off pieces like Mean Girls, and he's like, "This one's for Bo-Katan because she always yes, supported exactly. me." <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that's so yeah, yeah. that's so funny. And he's throwing it out, and everybody gets their like little piece of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what does this mean anyway? <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I think we have covered every angle, so I'm I'm good. I think. Um, me too. I don't know where I. St- I don't know where I stand, but I like the idea of him destroying it. Though, now I need to make that gif of the mean girls breaking yes. it. <laughs> Just the helmet. <laughs> do it now before someone else does. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. You guys good? You have anything else you want to add before we uh, move on? Not right nah. now. Five I'm minutes the ruler of Mandalore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you both have dark sabers. I don't. So and I, I have a helmet. There you go. I am the ruler of Mandalore. <laughs> There you go. Why do we even have the discussion? I don't, I don't understand. Um, all right. So let us know in the comments what you think about our takes. Do you have a different one that we haven't explored? I feel like we touched on almost every possibility, but maybe not. So if you're on social media, you want to maybe quote tweet the episode, let us know what your thoughts are, or just tell people, like, check out this discussion, because I actually thought this was a pretty good one. I went in not knowing what I was going to think, and I came out now with all these different ideas that we kind of threw around. So it's very cool. Has me very excited about the future of that story and hopefully it did for all of you out there too so uh thanks for listening and watching but we're not done just yet because we're bringing it back it is our next segment and i'm gonna have lacy bring us through guys it's time for resistance transmissions (laughs) john are you gonna do it you're gonna do it. no i'm not gonna do that you do that people like it when you do it Good. It's back, baby. Oh, come on. Give the people what they want. I can't always. You gotta have them like wanting more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, it's back. So the way that this works is every week John puts up a crazy, wacky situation on Twitter at RBATSWNN with a different scenario, and you guys give your answers. And I don't know what the scenario is, I don't know what you said, so we'll see how this goes. Usually it's it's a good time. Alright. So the situation is so canonic canonically 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 uh, Boba Fett's ship is still the slave one, but he is holding a contest to rename it. <laughs> Pick any hashtag Star Wars character and what they would submit as the suggested name for the ship. This is a hot topic. Yeah, it's going to be good. All right. First is Jetta Rosewater at Jetta Rosewater. Hey, Jetta. 
What's up, Jetta? She got her handle, Jetta Rosewater. She did. Uh, Jetta said, Leia, the scruffy looking nerf herder. It's <laughs> a yep. great name. I, I'd roll around, yeah. I think <laughs> Jetta just watched our top 12 insults episode. <laughs> uh, KLB at Luke's Green Saber said Mayfeld and he would name it the Jailbreaker. Noise. Now, listen, I actually think that's a really badass name. I think that's a cool name for a ship, in my opinion. I would not hesitate. If I had that ship, I'd be like, my ship's called the Jailbreaker. I'd be like, are you busting people out of jail, man? It must be a cool ship. I like that name, Kyle. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> Next is Joey Sack at Joey Sack. You gonna say it? Way to get your handle. It's been a while. You're like, like really ru- you're, really, you're really rusty. You're getting rusty. On Joey this. knows you gotta say. It. Everyone knows Joey by All right. now. He Joey said Obi Wan Kenobi, the Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> oh, with the number. Yes. Yeah, it's kind of well hard. Done, it's Joey. like Obi Dash One. Yeah. Instead of uh, next is one. Keith Miller at K Miller NC. Hey Keith. Keith said Jawas. Who would name their ship the UN Dash T Dash D One? Or the Utini. Utini. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Keith. Keith, are you are you from North Carolina? Is that why there's the NC at the end of your hand? Well, it should be something like, no, it's no complaints. I don't take any complaints from anybody. None whatsoever. <laughs> no contest. It's like, it's like DJ. Like, don't join. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right. Next is Ali Kenobi at Ali Kenobi. And Ali said, uh, Vader, the altered deal. <laughs> Ooh. You know it's funny the altered nice. deal. It actually sounds more like a like a drink name than a shit it does. name. Yeah, that's a good that's a good drink. Of course, the altered deal doesn't sound like a very good drink you'd want. To. I know it depends. It depends what's <laughs> what in, is in that drink. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. exactly. Like Kevin Lewis is up at Thrawn Zon Fan. What up, Kevin? Kevin said Han Solo the Sarlacc burp. <laughs> <laughs> Coming through, Sarlacc burp. <laughs> also, also kind of sounds like a uh, a drink, highly carbonated. I drink. think I I could be wrong. I could be giving Kevin too much credit here, but I think I've seen. You know, when people say like, I need podcast suggestions. I think Kevin's the one who's always putting our name in when people do that. Aw, so Kevin, that, thanks. If that is you, Kevin. I think it's you. Thank you, buddy. Uh, Julian Krotinski at J Krotinski said. Dindajarin, the Mandalorian one. <laughs> oh, Mandalorian one. Yeah. <laughs> Next is Justin Staggs at Stag Films. Hey, Justin. Justin said, Lando, the Pleasure Dome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, Justin. <laughs> oh, is there like a disco ball in there? Yeah, I, I don't know. This is one of those things that's like, you know, I'm going to go. <laughs> I'll see myself out. All right. Imagine like you're out and some guy's like, come on over to the pleasure dome. You're like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> right. Or like Darth Vader's like in pursuit of it. I mean, I think that's He's how like, Lando is anyway. It's true. Yeah. We're in pursuit of the pleasure dome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We will not stop until we find the pleasure dome. <laughs> pleasure dome. Send us your call number. <laughs> like, it's like Darth Vader is kind of lonely <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right and last but not least is lonnie at brightest days who said mall and his answer is kenobi and it has to be that full 
has the side of the ship. Yes. Guys, what's funny about that too is is I would have expected exclamation points with a one right in the the middle of the explanation (laughs) points just to kind of keep the one thing there. (laughs) Kenobi. Kenobi one. Guys, thank you so much for your answers. This was a great uh, comeback for Resistance Transmissions. Uh, so stay tuned for the next one. Again, follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N for your chance to be on the show. Back to John. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much for everyone who stopped by the base today for listening, watching, however you take in the podcast. Most importantly, make sure you do subscribe to the show. I know most of you already do, uh, but it lets you know when we post shows and we rarely take breaks and we almost hit you with the, we hit you with two episodes pretty much every week. Uh, but also spread the word. That's how we grow around here. So if you have a friend, relative, someone you're seeing, you saw recently over the holiday at a barbecue that likes Star Wars, let them know about the Resistance broadcast. We really appreciate that because you tell someone and they tell someone and that's how the base grows and we love our community. So we want people here. to know about us. That's right. <laughs> it kind of is, yeah. The office where he's uh, like, it sounds like, he's like, no, and he takes the marker and he's... Yeah. Um, but more importantly, you know, James said at the top, Patreon support is huge. So we do want to give a special shout out to our generals and our spice runners. And I want to say a special shout out to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Ronde, Hass Islam, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, Timothy Hill, John Trolden, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, and Val Trichkoff, and the spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, and Micah Harrison. Hey. Thank you all so much for all of your support. We appreciate it so, so much. And all of our patrons, you have no idea what your support does for us. It does a great deal. We have big plans for the future. So again, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast if you want to support us. Um, Make sure you go to starwarsnewsnet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. And you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey, starwarsnewsnet.com, and my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, available on most major podcast apps. Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. And James Bainey. Twitter and Instagram at Meyer Trunks, and as always on the Bad Batch Reaction Show. If you guys watch it, come and check out the reaction. Right on. All right. So thank you again to everybody. Uh, We hope you enjoy your weekends, and we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids. Bye.